Hello, everyone, and welcome to my clubhouse room, the Uncommon Room. I'm Evangelist Shanette Sparks, and I would like to first start off by thanking um, Pastor Shannon and Pastor Wise for giving me this opportunity to join the Chief Women Arise Club and the opportunity to start my own room to share what God has put on my heart to share with the next generation in millennials and young people. Um, this room is called the Uncommon Room. We'll be here every third Tuesday at eight o'clock and we'll just have discussions on different topics. And the reason why I chose Uncommon is because God is calling us to live a distinct, set apart life in this time. And we know uncommon means unique rare different and it can mean a lot of different things for us so i wanted to start a room that focuses on us being uncommon us being different us being the change makers the different the difference makers the world shakers that we are so first i like to start by Again, just thanking Pastor Shannon and Pastor Wise for allowing me to join under the Chief Women Arise Clubhouse. This series that I'm starting with is called Developing the Heart of a Champion. And I chose that, I chose that because we all are champions. We all have the possibility, we have the 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 wit inside of us to be great people to be successful in whatever area god is calling us to conquer so i want to start out the first scripture that god gave me for our our room is first peter 2 9 and it said but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And first Peter second, first Peter two, nine will be the scripture for the room. But today we will talk briefly and how this room will work. Um, I will talk for a little bit, give you some questions, some things to think of some different things. God has placed on my heart. And then throughout that time, you are, you'll be able to raise your hand and then i can bring you up so you can join the discussion so i don't want this to be like all about me or me all talking i want to hear um what you have to say what god has placed on your heart and so in our this series that we're starting with it's called developing the heart of a champion so i just want you to think about what area in your life that you need to be a champion in what area in your life is god calling you to conquer what community what state what nation what school what job is god calling you to have an influ influence or impact in and that's where we will start and when we're understanding that while as we're developing just like everything with god we're we're constantly growing he's constantly renewing our mind he's strengthening us he's giving us wisdom as we read his word, we're growing into the oak tree of righteousness that he's asking us to be. Everything like in life with God, it has a process, it has a season. And this is our season to develop the heart of a champion. And one of the key things that that takes is faith. 
So I wanted to dis start our discussion today about faith. Faith. What is faith to you? What when you think of faith, what do you think of? And for us to have the heart of a champion, we must live a set apart life in God. Second Corinthians six seventeen tells us, therefore come out from them, be separate, says, says the Lord, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. So we know through salvation, through living a life that God has called us to be in obedience, that he receives us, that he, he loves us enough to, to wipe away our past and to put us on a path to his righteousness. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us so that we can have everything we need, all the provision that we need, all the hope that we need, all the peace, the joy, all the financial blessings, all have been given to us through Christ in God. Psalms 119.9 tells us, how can a young man keep his way, but living according to your word? And when we're talking about the word, we're talking about the word of God. God wants us to live according to his word, according to the outline, the blueprint that he's given us, which is the Bible. Um, and if you read the Bible, the Bible has so many great stories. And I say, I don't, we say stories, but they also historical accounts that we can mirror our life on. We can look back at these people who have made influence and an impact in this world and see how we can mirror our life like theirs. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes from the hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So we're going to start with faith. And when I was asking God, what, what would he have me say on this clubhouse? What would he have me challenge you guys with in this season? And he told me to ask you guys, what are you anchored to? Who are you anchored in? And I want you to take some time, maybe if you have a notebook, to write those questions down because we'll have a month before we come back. And that way you can really dive deep with God and really search those questions and search throughout your heart and search with him in his presence and find those answers. But he and I want to know what are you anchored to and who are you anchored in? According to Oxford Dictionary, an anchor is defined as a person or thing that provides stability or confidence in an otherwise uncertain situation. So think about that. What is your anchor? What is the go-to thing for you? What, who is the go-to person for you? Are you anchored to God in his word, in his spirit, in his presence? Is that your stability in an uncertain situation? We have to, as chief women, we have to be anchored in Christ, in God. We have to be connected to his word that bring forth the power, the revelation to bring hope to a dying and lost world. 
we have to place our faith in God. And as we can see, um, it's a lot going on in this world right now. We've just had mass shooting that were pure, pure evil. We've had, we have food shortages where we have so many people hungry um, and it's only going to continue to rise with the prices going on. We have a financial thing or financial crisis going on. The stock market is going haywire. My husband works in finance, so he's telling me day to day the Dow is up and down and we've never seen so much fluctuation in our financial institute. And with this, all these narratives in Jacksonville, we've we've had high, an, another high school that has been attacked by a drive-by shooting last week where a young man is in the ICU. When we have all this going on, all these storms raging around us, what are we anchored in? Who are we anchored to? What is our faith in? Is your faith in yourself, what you can produce, your job, how much money they they try to guarantee you? Is it in your government, your spouse, or the systems of this world? Or is your faith anchored in God? Are you living to please and, and share the good news of the gospel? Hebrews 11, 6 tells us that we must only way to please God is through faith. And this time God is calling us to be anchored to him in faith. We must begin to encourage people. I know you. we may have storms in our life. It could be a health crisis. Maybe we are grieving from the loss of a loved one. Maybe we have a situation right now that's going on in our family that we don't have the answers to. But I know who does have the answer, and that's God. And so I want to challenge you this month, the rest of this year, to continue to lean on that everlasting hope, which is God. See, God has given us a covenant that as we submit to him, we surrender our will to him. We continue to trust in him. We have faith in him that he's going to provide He's going to give us exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask for. And just think about that daughters of the king. Just think about what that means. That our father, our dad provides for us more than we can ever imagine. And sometimes we have to be anchored to that. We have to be anchored to just trusting in the promises of God. See, living a set apart life requires faith. And the Bible says we only need faith as much of a mustard seed to move a mountain. But we know when the storms of life are raging, we need a gigantic faith. We need a faith that commands us to act in an unprecedented, uncommon way. A faith that commands us to stand on the promise of God that says, by your stripes, I've be, i been healed. No matter what the skin looks like, no matter what I may feel, no matter what a doctor report may say, I know what God is doing in me and through me. We need a faith that's going to contend for those lost family members who, do, who are so far away from God that we may not even know if God can reach them, 
but we have to be contenders on the promises of God. And I want to point to a time in, in the word of God, Acts 27. Um, and you can go read it on your own, Acts 27, 1, 2 through 44. But I'll briefly talk about this, what happens in that passage. Paul is on his way to see Caesar. At this time, Paul is in jail. He has been jailed because a lot of people didn't like the good news that the disciples and everybody was preaching. <clears throat> so Paul at this time was in jail. He but he had got selected as one of the prisoners that that they trusted to go on this ship. And even that that alone when I was reading it was was a revelation from God that even in our toughest situations, we can be in predicaments that may make us feel like we're literally in a prison. If we humble ourselves and seek God, we can see how God can use us in those situations, in those wilderness, in those prisons, in those barren lands. We can see how we can be the light in the darkness for God. So as Paul continued to travel, he basically is warning the people on the ship that, you know, it's going to be a gloomy, it's a storm is coming. Um, whether we like it or not, things are happening. And if we look around us as Christians, we have to be honest. We have to be truthful. It's a lot going on. We have wars, rumors of wars. We have a lot of different things going on, like in our schools where we have a lot of gang violence, especially here in Jacksonville, that's been rearing its head for the last year. We have a lot of things going on financially. We have a lot of shortages. We have a lot of people being diagnosed with, with health issues. We have a lot of families going through separations and divorce. And you may be thinking, well, where is God in this situation? And I would challenge you that maybe God is calling you to bring his light in those situations. Maybe your brief moment of sharing hope, sharing your testimony, sharing what God has done in you and through you, maybe that will help somebody else get through their storm and get to the other side. And as we go on in Paul, we see that Paul is literally telling them, we shouldn't go there. We shouldn't do this. And of course, a lot of, they didn't listen because he was a prisoner, but God allowed him to have favor with the leader on the ship. So Paul would continue to tell them, you know, we, we need to prepare. We need to dump all the stuff off the ship. We, we need to do what, what we can do and trust God to do everything else. And I think that's what God is calling somebody, is challenging somebody for on this line to let God be God. You do what you can. You hunker down in the word. You pray, you fast. You submit, continue to submit to his authority. You worship him. And then you sit back and watch the mighty hand of God do what only he can do. Only he can save souls. Only he can turn hearts to him. Only he can restore relationships and bring forth redemption. But we have to trust in him and allow him to do those things. And see, as chief women in our homes, communities, jobs, and in this nation, God is calling us to do something different, to bring the light 
in a desolate land, to be those who, who talk about the good news, who spread hope, love, and unity wherever we go. And just like Paul, when he was on his ship, even though they don't listen, and for those of us who are parents, we've been there, we might tell our kid, you know, don't do this, and they still might have to go try it. And it's the same way with us and God. God gives us warnings. He gives us things. He gives us different ways he wants us to live. And sometimes we are disobedient. Sometimes we do have to learn the hard way. But what we know is that God is always there for us. He's always there to bring us back to the place that he would like us to be. He's always there to restore us, to redeem us, and to give us hope. If you go on to Acts, Acts 27, 22, Paul is saying to them, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will lose your life, only the ship. And he, then he goes on to tell about an encounter he had with an angel that night in a dream. And then he says, do not be afraid, Paul. This is the angel. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously giving you the lives of all who you sell with. So keep up your courage, men. And I'm challenging us, us chief women that we have to be bold as lions and we have to keep up our courage in this season. We have to be contenders. Just as champions contend for a title, just as champions contend to win a gold medal, to win a, a championship after a long season, we have to be contenders for the promises that God has given us. The promises that he's given us that all our children will serve the Lord. The promises that, that he's given us that we'll walk in divine healing, that we'll walk in prosperity. The promises he's given us for our businesses. The promises he's given you for your community, your nation. We have to be contenders for those promises in this season. And it's going to take faith. It's going to take the supernatural gift of faith. Because we know faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So we have to start declaring, decreeing, speaking into the atmosphere, those things of hope, the promises of God that God has given us in his word. That's why we have to answer that question. What are we anchored to? Because when we're anchored to God and we're anchored to this world, I'm sorry, when we're anchored to God and his word, the storms of this world won't take us off track. They might cause us a little turbulence. You might have to get out the boat and swim to shore as these guys did. But in that process, we, we end up winning that medal, that prize, that we end up seeing that, that person saved and come to restoration with Christ. We end up seeing that marriage restored, that heart healed. We end up seeing God do something great, supernatural work with our kids because we have weathered the storm. So in this season, as chief women and champions of Christ, with Christ, God is calling us to weather the storm, sisters, to be that beacon of light, to be that lighthouse that when the people around you are going through, they know who they can depend on and count on because they know who you depend on and who you count on. God is challenging us to fall deeper in love with him. 
with his spirit, with his word, deeper in love with who he is. Because only, only way we can continue to grow and be the people he wants us to be is to be anchored to, to our father. Because we know that he's the alpha and the omega, that he's the beginning and the end. But we also know that he's El Shaddai, that he's Jehovah Jireh, that he has everything we need in his mighty hand if we trust in him. So as we wrap up the story with Paul, we see that Paul, they end up after the storm, after a shipwreck. Uh, months of turbulence, three months of literally traveling, trying to go to this location, they end up first stopping in this island. And when they stop on this island, the islanders show them so much unusual kindness. And I would think of that as favor, that God is going to give us favor in this season, favor with men, favor with people, favor in our business, in our jobs, Favor, we'll see favor poured out on our family and our kids because we continue to contend for the promises of God. So I want to challenge you to examine yourself. Think about what am I anchored to and what would I like to be anchored to more? Maybe I want to spend more time in the word of God. Maybe I want to spend more time praying for those I love and, and those I want to see healthy and, and grow into the right relationship with God. Maybe I need to spend more time worshiping God, experiencing his joy and his peace for our life. All those things are available when we make the decision to be anchored in God. So as we talk and we go through these series, we'll see where God can use us. We'll see how God has already used us as chief women. And as he's calling us to arise and take new territories and go before him in a different way in this season, we'll also see the hand of God on our life. And that'll be a testament to those around us. So I hope to encourage you ladies and leave you with one more scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 24. And when you read that scripture, you can read it, write it down. But what sticks out to me is that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And what is what does that mean? God is calling us all to be anchored to him, to stand firm on his promises, to lean and trust in him. And the more that he calls us, he is faithful that he is going to fulfill his promises through us. He will do it, ladies. We just contend. We have to be like champions. And I use this analogy because most of you know I used to play basketball. And when you just think about coaching or you think about preparation, that God, that you have to prepare for what for the end. It's the same thing that we're doing with God. He's preparing us for the next step. He's preparing us for the next level in him every every time we are with him. So I would challenge you today, seek more of God and his will and his purpose for your life in his direction. 
continue to lean on him and allow him to be your anchor in the storms. If you don't know what to pray, if, if things are looking gloomy, grab the word of God, read the word of God, see how God transforms, influence, impact people's daily life and allow his living word to be rooted in you, to, to allow you to spread hope, faith, encouragement, peace, joy to those around you. And so that's my message for now. And this is a time that I would like to invite anybody who would like to come up. If you have anything you would like to say, you can raise your hand and I would love to bring you up and hear from you and hear what God has placed on your heart. Hello, my name is Nola Carter. Um, Coach Sparks is uh, my mentor and as well as one of my AAU coaches. And I hope everybody can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Um, just that that message was really so clear for me. Um, just in the season that I'm in, I'm a graduate assistant coach at uh, St. Leo University. And um, just a lot of uh, I've been through a season this uh, this past year, um, just battling different things from different environments and different people and things like that. And I kind of kind of lost that faith that I had before I got the job and, and not knowing if I was good enough, not knowing if I should, you know, go for more and things like that. So just being able to be on here and you saying, you know, that message was meant for somebody. Well, I'm going to say it was me. So. Um, just staying anchored, staying faithful in what I need to do and, you know, diving more into his word, knowing that, trusting him that, you know, everything is going to work out how it's supposed to, regardless of what it is. So that's all I have to say. Thank you for sharing. Pastor Sharon. Hey, I, I was just going to say just a great topic. Um, um, evangelist Jeanette, um, the part that got me was just being anchored. Um, I don't know about anybody else in the line, but a lot of wind's been blowing in my life. And it just, that anchor is just so key when the winds are blowing so strong, you know? And then sometimes um, I think even the winds come to see how well your anchor is. Um, because sometimes we think we're real anchored but then a certain something will happen and we might not be as anchored in this area as we thought we were, you know? Yeah. So definitely um, on point topic. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Shannon. And that's so correct. When I was actually reading about Paul, that's the first thing they started in the, uh, the chapter in 27 is they start, I'm sorry, in 27, 13, they start describing the wind, the, the Northeasterns. And I don't know if any of you do boating or anything like that, but if you have a boat and you're going out to fish, you're going out for cruising, any of that, the anchor is one of the most vital things for them to have on a ship. 
because when they get in certain places, they have to drop the anchor down for the ship to stay in place, to stay on course. And it's the same thing with us. We have to hold on to that anchor so we can stay in place, so we can stay on course. And then as God tests us and challenges us, we have to say, okay, maybe my anchor was only good for the shallow water and now I can go out into the deep now. That's how we grow and momentum and we grow in levels with him as well. Would anybody else like to share anything? Go ahead, Shakari. You have to take yourself off mute. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can everybody hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, I feel like I've been on um, weathering a storm myself as well. And one of the things that have been weighing heavy just on my mind and my heart is just being more present um, and understanding the importance of your presence in this present time, because we get so caught up in trying to figure out our future trying to dwell on our past or, you know, you know, just make it make sense, but it's never really supposed to make sense because that that's in, in God's control at the end of the day. So um, I've just been trying to do better with being present with where I'm at and appreciative with where God has taken me and hopeful and faithful for where he is going to take me. But um, it's just been kind of just a battle with balancing um, being more present and, and where I'm at in my life. So I just wanted to share that too, because I don't really know if anybody else, you know, struggles with being more present, but that's what I've been holding myself accountable um, with doing more lately. No, that's, that's great. And that's, I think at some point, because we're all, we all have so much that we want to do for God, that sometimes we could get ahead of God. We could get ahead of like you saying, we always thinking about what's next, the future. And sometimes God is asking us, just be, just continue to learn and grow with me, walk with me. And I already have taken care of your future. I've already have opened the doors and shut the doors that need to be shut. So we, we all can learn from that. Like continue to, to be anchored to his word and worshiping him. That's the way you can draw more to the present and what God is doing in you now. Next, next, Dr. Osgood, which is my mom. You can unmute. Good evening and thank you my beloved daughter for such a inspiring and thoughtful message and the challenge as i was listening at you bring forth the message i thought about jurgen moatman in his book the theology of hope i believe moatman is one of the greatest thinkers of this time he talks about hope from a perspective of eschatology or the end times. And he believed that Christian eschatology is hope 
it's forward looking and forward moving. And therefore it's revolutionizing and transforming the present. And he talks about this whole notion of faith being a hope that's founded upon the promises of God. And when we think about being anchored in God's word, we know that we must be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. When a tree is planted by the rivers of water, it continues to be moist that it does not get dry when the different seasons of life come. And that word for us is that the word of God is the living water that keeps us grounded. So as women of God, living faith, not just speaking faith, but living faith, we know that faith is an action. The Bible tells us faith without work is dead. And as we continue to study God's word, God reveals himself to us through his word, and we become more familiar with the promises of God. And our anchor in the word allows the promises of God to be concretized in our hearts, which gives meaning to the present times that we're living in by instilling in us or allowing us to have this inward thinking, this inward power through the Holy Spirit that gives us the momentum to continue to be faithful in our faith walk in times like these. You talked about all of the dark and dismal things that we see as we live, as we struggle, as we're challenged as women of faith to live in an evil and sinful world. The word of God concretized in our heart ignites a faith that gives us a hopeful vision where we see ourselves beyond this time of health disparities and COVID, beyond this time of racial murders, attacks on people of faith, terrorist acts against those who would dare to live righteous and holy. Moltman simply reminds us that Christianity is an Easter faith every day a resurrection faith every day, a living faith that opens us up to the future of the coming of Christ. So when we live a faith with hope, in, our hope grounded in the fact that we know Christ, our Savior, is coming back again, it allows us to live in the promises of God and not in the perpetual praise and promises that we live from day to day. But if we're not rooted and grounded in the word, we don't know what God has promised to us, those of us that would dare to live a life for him, dare to give our hearts and our souls and our bodies to him. So as Mokman reminds us, he reminds us that our hope is what maintains and uphold our faith. And that faith, the more we study God's word, we understand his promises, we see them being manifested in our lives, it keeps us moving. Think about the darkest day that you've had so far in your life, the most painful time. Maybe it was a relationship that went bad. Maybe it was an illness that you encountered. Maybe it was a really bad decision that you made that got you caught up in a web of sin and you strayed so far away from God and you didn't feel his love anymore. And think about God, how he rescues us, how he's the father that 
that would leave the shepherd that would leave the 99 and come find that one lost sheep. So as I think about you were talking about faith and hope, I work as a senator now, and it's so dark in the partisan politics right now where it's so much division. You have Democrats, Republicans, independents, all professing to be believers, to love God, that Christ is their savior, but they're so disconnected around the different things, their beliefs, the way that they operate, and more importantly, the way that they treat each other. You know, as Christians, the Bible give us a way that we're supposed to love our neighbors. We're supposed to want for each other's families what we want for our own families. So God, I believe, as you said, has chosen each one of us in this time, in this season, to have a faith that is an action-oriented faith. And that faith is rooted in the promises of God that gives us a hope that we can see beyond the everyday mundane moments of the everyday life that we believe in. Because if, if it is hope that draws the believer into the life of love, then what it will also be hope that is the mobilizing and driving force of our faith's thinking of its knowledge of and reflections on human nature. So as we are women of God, we live a faith that is a thinking faith, a faith that is filled in the knowledge, a faith, the knowledge of God, a faith that is reflective on human nature through the lenses of God. We look at, we have this faith that hopes in order to know what to believe. And as we study the word of God and we meditate upon it, we have to make the time, ladies, to study God's word, to pray. We have to put on our times, our busy schedules, and you're talking to someone who works three jobs, but on my calendar, I have prayer time. Mm -hmm. I have Bible study time. I try to read my Bible every day. Sometimes I miss it, but it's a practice to read at least for 10 minutes or 15 minutes so that the word of God can stay alive in my heart and in my mind. So when everything around me is crumbling down or my depression kicks in, the word of God becomes live. When Jeremiah says it's like fire shut up in our bones, the word of God has a way of literally coming alive in your body and your heart and your mind. If you have enough faith in God to follow his instructions of meditating on his word. And the more that you learn the promises of God, like I'm convinced that weapons will be formed against us, but they won't, they will not prosper. I'm convinced that God is a God that take us through the valley. We have to go in the valley, but God is going to take us through. I am convinced that God would give us wings like eagles to mount up if we wait on him. The scripture is so real, and it is a scripture that will fuel our faith as we better understand what God promises to us so we can live on the edge. You know, our family loves basketball, as Shanette said, and it reminds me of one of my favorite songs, songs when I was playing basketball and I had somewhat of a mean jump shot, you know, and it was says like a jumper sometimes and make me one high, keep it going under. You know, faith is like that. It's like a jumper sometimes. But the difference is, is God is our backboard. Most 
athletes try to avoid the backboard. But the most accurate shot in basketball, I think it's like 85% accuracy, is using that backboard. Because all you have to do is kind of hit it off there in several places that's going to allow it to angle and go into that hoop. And the word of God and God is that backboard for us that we can hit it off his word or look at the promises in his word. And it gives us a, a lift up head when we want to be bowed down. This weekend was very painful for me. I found myself crying like a baby after hearing about those mass shootings and then reflecting on what I personally experienced being a school board member during the Stoneman Douglas massacre and being at the school after 17 people were murdered and smelling the blood and having parents looking for their children that had been dead two days and just feeling totally powerless that I couldn't bring those children back. I couldn't say something at that moment to relieve the pain of those parents. So I resorted to just a hug because I know that God has created us to touch and feel. And sometimes a hug in the midst of pains and problems can provide comfort. It can provide a sense of connection, a sense of not being alone. And as we think about faith, faith means that it is action and that action comes through the word of God where the promises of God are revealed to us so that we can live in those promises. I have um, two $25 Macy's gift cards that was gifted to me. That's $50 at Macy's, a pair of shoes or half on a bottle of Chanel. That's promised to me because I have those gift cards in my possession. And as Christians, God gives us those gift cards through the promises of his word that we can certainly count on them and look to cash them in as life kick in on us and we stand on those promises. Thank you for such a profound message. I love you dearly, my beloved daughter. Thank you, Ma. I love you too. And when you were talking, it made me even think um, we, we're we a part of when we're as Christian, we're a part of a body. We're a part of a kingdom. It's like being part of a team too. So our faith in action activates and it also helps pull those around us up or pull them out of the darkness, or it also helps them experience the championship and the resources and the wealth of the kingdom of God. So we have to continue, like you said, to be those contenders. We have to continue to and use our faith. And mom, if you could please put the title of that book in the author in the chat we i have several people who asked for um for comments if you could put that book in on um, the chat but i just wanna again if anybody else wanna come in i just wanna again ask you what are you anchored to who are you anchored in and as you go forth dig that well with god Go deeper with God where you know for sure the promises and what you stand on with God. You know for sure that this is the word of God that's been placed in my heart and nobody, nothing can take it from me or take it away from me. No circumstance, no wind howling, no tornado, and we coming up on hurricane season. Nothing 
nothing could could take me off this foundation that I've been so deeply planning on. Even mom, when you were describing, you're talking about the trees being by the water and the root systems. And when we understand that, even when you go in some of the most desolate lands, like the savannas of Africa, you go in some of these places in Belize where the, the, the sun is over 105 degrees, you still see these beautiful beautiful big oak trees you see these beautiful palm trees but and it's a reason because those trees have deep roots those trees have been made to withstand those environments and during this season that's what god is doing with us he's strengthening our roots he's fortifying us he's making us to be able to withstand any environment that he's going to be he's going to be able to place us in and as we read the word of god you'll see that with Esther, with Jacob, with Joshua, with John, with Paul. It's so many Mary, Priscilla. It's so many different people God used to impact this world through the storms. And we know most people know about the story of Noah. But most people don't realize it took Noah over 100 years to build the ship. And it had never rained before. So Imagine telling people then a storm was coming and they never saw a storm. So when we just really hold fast to those promises and continue to, to lean on God, we will be amazed what he does with our life in any arena, whether that's the political arena, whether that's you know as a basketball coach, with those young ladies you're being able to influence, you will be amazed at Shikari what he's going to do with you through your business the more you continue to submit and be present with him now and his word and and where he's growing you and taking you to so i hope that this talk tonight encourage you and we still have a couple minutes if anybody want to come up mom yes you know as you were speaking and i paid attention to the screen and i see tay and nola and shikari we all play basketball and as we think about those promises of god as we study god's word and our faith is built and we get those promises of god in our heart life oftentimes puts us in a full court press and those of us that were good basketball players know that you can't dribble through a full court press. You have to pass your way through it. So it is our Christian obligation to pass those promises of God, pass the word of God on to others to also help them get through this full court press that life sometimes put us in. It's not for us to get the word and hide it in our hearts and keep it to ourselves. The gospel must be shared. You talked about Paul earlier. Paul was diligent in sharing the, the gospel. The same tactics he used when he was a thug, he used it when he gave his heart to God. He was just as committed with sharing the gospel. No matter where he was, he would be talking about the promises of God and joy and having joy at all times and all things. So as champion women, 
we build teams. As champion women's, we, we strengthen other members of our team. We add new members to our team and we train them. We take them through the workouts and life sometimes will give them a series of suicides. Any great basketball player has had to endure countless numbers of suicides, but those suicides make you stronger when you get into the game. They make the game less strenuous. So as we are thinking about our obligations. We have to remember those sisters that are strung out on drugs, those sisters that are not living for God, those that have not given their hearts to God. They are God's creations as well. And we have an obligation to bring them upon the team and to strengthen them and help them get the promises of God in their hearts. Oftentimes in our traditional religious settings, we get off base. We get caught up on the wrong thing. We have some young person come in and they may have on a dress that's showing a lot of cleavage or that's short and we start looking a certain way and saying certain things you know and if some of us was honest we know we would if we could fit those size six dresses we'd be wearing them ourselves but it is our responsibility to pass the ball to them pass the promises of god pass the word of god the love of god so that we truly have a generation of women that can develop and build the next generation of women and the next generation of women that women of God will be intentional about passing those promises on to other women. Thank you. Miss Ernestine. Hello everyone on, uh, I just want to say greetings to all of you. My name is Dr. Ernestine Lawson. I'm a life coach and a Christian counselor. I was, I would say I have thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It has been awesome. But I want to give uh, two scenarios. I used, uh, well, I'm I just retired. I used to work with a man that um, they, uh, I guess their family was com commercial fishermen. And because they were commercial fishermen, they knew, uh, they, they were more in tune with weather and just like you said with Apostle Paul, where the uh, Apostle Paul was given a word that he had to get to his destination. And so uh, there was an occasion uh, where, I guess, well, I don't know whether there was lobster season or one of these seasons, but you only have that small window of time through the state laws of Florida that you can only harvest, you know, that those crustaceans at that time. And there was a nor'easter wind. And most people know when, uh, if you're in, from the Jacksonville area, the the waters are more rapid or harder to go out in the deep ocean when it's coming from oh, I forgot I, I just can y'all hear me yes ma'am we can yeah I just noticed I had my earpiece in but I said um and so but they decided to go out and I'm and I'm my brain I was trying to say I said isn't this going to storm it, and I'm thinking about all the things that could happen that my my supervisor may not come back and no, and no, he and he said something to me, and God gave it to me as a lesson. He said, "If you know a storm is coming, we we know we know that the weather's going to be bad." That's what he said. So we have we prepare ourselves before we go out. He was like, because he could see in my face a little bit of terror. He said, "So I want to say to the women, when we know the storms are coming, we need to prepare." 
We need to prepare ourselves for the storms. We know whether it was COVID, yeah, hit us off blank, but now two or three years, two years have passed. And so therefore we need to be prepared for the next pandemic. Um, I'm one, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. And so two, when the, I heard about what happened in the uh, grocery store, it hit me hard too. So once again, I say to my daughters, uh, who are 20, what, 20, what, 24 and going to be 28 this year. They're four years apart. I said, you got to, when you go out, you got to make sure you're very observant. Um, mm -hmm. I love what your mother said that we got to pass down these truths and, and, uh, ideas. We must now not only educate towards the Bible, towards, um, how to live, but we got to give our children, I think what, in a sense, what my grandmother might have gave my mother a certain awareness of, of what's going on in life. And that's what uh, my supervisor reminded me. He said, we are aware of the weather. We are, we are, we are aware of where we need to go, how far to go out. And he said, it's the fact that you don't know what's next. You don't know, you know, the process that you are, you having anxiety about. And so I want to say to the, to the women that's on this live that, we have to now not just go by our daily routine. I would say we have to even learn more. We have to study more. Mm -hmm. And this is my final thing. And so once he retired and one day they were out on, the, I guess, on the ocean, because now he lives in the Pensacola region and they were in the shipping lines. They knew where to be and they dropped anchor. Unfortunately, anchor failed. And they end up drifting at night in the fishing and the I guess the commercial lines, which you mean those the the ones that carry the cars in the big uh, containers. And they car uh, their boat shift, and they it was at night. It was dark. They had no running lights on because they thought they were safe, and they got hit. And so, uh, for the, I think for him, I think he had a broken shoulders and all kinds of stuff so therefore uh you can't so that this was the next lesson that he told me he said ernestine we got too confident in ourselves because we were so used to the routines we're, we're so used to uh our operation that we got lax and lazy and he said but this is a lesson learned ernestine don't ever get comfortable because you know your job or you know what you're going to do next. So I just want to leave those two perspective that once don't, worry and anxiety comes when we're unsure. And then when we're sure, we got to also make sure that we don't get overconfident and not do the checks and balances. Thank you. I rest my mic. Thank you, Miss Ernestine. Yes, we have to make sure that our confidence is in Christ, that we're doing that mirror check. And I think that's why God brought me on the line to ask us today, what are we anchored to? Who are we anchored in? And encourage us all to continue to go deeper, continue to prepare ourselves in and out of season, as the word says, continue to glean to the hope of God through Christ Jesus, who died for us on the cross. So I'll just like to leave this time, um, the last four minutes. Um, anybody have any questions, anything they want to say, please raise your hand. I can bring you up. But I would like with 
just things to think about. Like I ask you, um, who have you placed your faith in? What is your faith in? Um, for my younger ladies on the line, um, I would challenge you to, to seek the word out for some scriptures, for some things, some truth that you can hold fast to. Whether you want to write them down, write them in your journal, in your phone. So when those storms do come, when those things do come, those distractions to bring us anxiety or worry, that we know we can go back to that anchor. We can rely on that that anchor that we have in Christ. And luckily, Miss Ernestine, our anchor in Christ would never fail. We don't have to worry. God, God has got us. We don't we don't have to worry. So that's our blessed hope and our blessed assurance in Christ is that his anchor, if we anchor with him, we would never, we it, nothing would never hurt us and that we would never fail. And what I mean, nothing would never hurt us. Of course, we would have hurts of this world, but they won't take us off our track with him. We, They won't let, let us fall. He won't let us fall because he's there to catch us. So I just hope that this encourages you, ladies and you chief women, to be prepared, to be on guard. And I like what Miss Ernestine says, um, because I try to challenge my mentees to always be on guard, to be alert, to know what's going on around you, your surroundings. And as Christian chief women, we have to be that way. Um, we were, um, Pastor Shannon and Pastor Wise even did a discussion and it's, we just want to be on alert because we don't know when God want to use us in a grocery store or where God might want to use you at a gas station to reach someone who may never come to a church. So we just want to be anchored in Christ to get to weather any storm. So I hope this message encouraged you ladies. And I just want to say a, a brief prayer and then we'll be able to get off the line. Um, all our all our discussions will be available for replays. Please join the Chief Women Arise group because we have multiple women who have rooms that host great discussions. Um, and it's a community that we would like to continue to grow. We'll also be hosting a conference in October. So if you would like more details, you can follow the Well Christian Women on Instagram and you'll be able to get all those details. Or if you know me personally, I can share them out with you. Um, but I would just like this time to pray and then we'll be out. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you, God, for life, health. I thank you for strength. I thank you for each one of these women on this that came in in this room today, God. I just hope that you just anoint them with the gift of faith in this season, God, that you just stir them up, God, that they draw nearer and closer to you, God, that you meet our hunger, God, that you make us more thirsty for your words and the things of your spirit, God. We just thank you, God, for being the, the best father. We just thank you for allowing us to be anchored to you, to your truth, to your word, to your presence, God. Continue to take us deeper with you, God, as we enter this room weekly, God. Continue to allow us to develop the heart of the champion where we can contend for you and continue to stand on your promises in and out of season, God. I just thank you for 
any healing, all the healing that's been able to happen, God. We just thank you for your breakthrough, God. And we asking you, God, that you just bring peace to those on this line, God. We know that what's going on in this world, we don't understand it. But we're not here to understand it. We're here to understand you and get closer to you, God, and, and draw that deep well and that deep connection with you, God. And I just thank you, God, that you're touching us, God, that you continue to draw us out of those dark places into your light, God, that you're bringing us closer to you, God. I just thank you for this room. I just thank you for each one of these ladies' life. I just thank you for the chief women that you're arising in them, God. God, that they will shake their homes, their communities, this nation, God, and only the way that you know we will do it, God. I just love you, God. I adore you, God. I just thank you for your peace. I just thank you for your joy, God. And I just pray that you just pour it out on all these ladies on this line, God, that we'll be able to walk with with such a grace and such a peace that it will be rubbed off and passed on those around us, God, that we'll be able to give joy and love and hope to a dying and evil world, God. We just thank you, God. And I just want to take this time to pray for anybody who may be on the line who may not know you, God. I just pray that you just struck a hunger and a thirst to get to know more of you, God, in them, God. I just pray, God, that you will lead them into salvation, God, that you will draw them closer closer to you, God, and that you will continue to put them on a path towards your righteousness for your name's sake. Again, we love you. We thank you for just the opportunity to share together tonight and to be in your presence. We thank you for our families, what you're doing with our families, God. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do through us in these storms, God. We love you. We adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, ladies, if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out. Please follow our, our Chief Women Arise Club, and then you can go see all the rooms that will be available every month. And I hope you guys have a great, blessed night. Also, last thing, you can also share the replay with any at any time. If you know someone who might need some encouragement, feel free to share the replay with them. Thank you, ladies. Love you. Hope to see you next month.